Yahoo! Misa named Jaja Binks, my the most famous gangan in all of the Naboo. Used to re-listen to the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. Misa the biggest bombad podcast in all of the galaxy. Mine thinks keep you so younglings away from it. These guys no good. Just like in the prequels. <laughs> But you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be Everyone, welcome to a quickie episode of Three Sheets the Mouse. Blah blah something something Disney. We talk drinks and movies and stuff. Tonight we're talking Disney Plus, and it's something that we know you've all been waiting for. We're gonna talk about the Mandalorian. Woohoo! But mostly it's gonna be Grogu. Let's be honest. That's that's all, you know. No, we, we've we've come to the end of uh, chapter two or season two. It's not it's season two. It's chapters are each episode. Yeah, so we've come to the end of season two. So you know, instead of going episode by episode and breaking the whole thing down and exposing all the Easter eggs and things of uh, of that nature, which let's be honest, we don't have the time to do that in one or two episodes. That's why they've released uh, two seasons of them. Um, we're going to just kind of, uh, hit what some of our favorite and maybe least favorite scenes are, um, over the past, uh, two seasons. Now, uh, it goes without saying, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen all of the episodes, you may be heartbroken by what you find out, by who you find out. Hey, just, if you haven't seen it, stop listening now. That's right. Move on to the next episode. You've had fair warning. Rob Stark dies. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, Dumbledore. Wait. Dumbledore died? Yeah. Yeah, he, he goes. Well, the Statue of Limitations completely wore off on that one. So if you didn't know Dumbledore <laughs> died now, then you have no, there's no hope for you. Well, the next thing you tell me is that Hermione and Ron ended up together. Well, I don't. Have you ever noticed that all of the this is the wrong podcast that yeah. all the guys from Harry Potter look like coked out drug heads at this point in their life? Like, like if you just see it, Daniel Radcliffe looks like he hasn't slept, okay, <laughs> since he was on the train to Hogwarts. He probably hasn't. <laughs> and and mouthful. The only one that came out of that okay was was fucking Longbottom. Oh, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen recent pictures of him? Talk about a Cinderella story. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see that and I'm thinking, damn it, you look like more of the Prince of England than a Prince of England looks yeah. like the Prince of England, my man. <laughs> Hello, Neville. <laughs> he's he's Middleton-worthy. I don't yeah. know about... Yeah, that's... Let's 
That's not the Mandalorian, if, no. if you were uh, no. wondering. Very far off. Yeah, well... The Hogwarts train was off the tracks already. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it, we, we took it to platform nine and seven-eighths on that one. Maria can't reach it. No. <laughs> okay, so like I said, we, we finished uh, both seasons. We have to wait a whole nother damn year, which basically means we have... No bright spot in, in in the next year for us. I mean, just just. Well, there's just supposed yet, no. to be some the the Marvel. Um, now, I would guess if you're talking Star, if you're talking Star Wars, then yeah, no. But the Marvel shows. The, the Marvel stuff is coming out, out in April, March, and April. Yeah. I mean, that just Disney has to start pinching their pennies now for twelve months <laughs> before they start making money again. Well, no, they're raising well, no, their they're making rates, t- so. tons of money off of Disney Plus, so. What do you think yeah. about it? They're probably going to do what the same way they do the the movies. The Marvel movies come out in spring. Disney movie, um, Star Wars movies comes out in the fall and winter. So it only makes sense that the TV shows that come out in spring for Marvel and fall and winter for Star Wars. I mean, if they're smart, which I am positive that they have several people working on this, but I'm sure that they have figured out some kind of alternate schedule. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want the shows competing. No. Yeah, but if it's your network, it's not really competing with each other. Well, they want it's a streaming see, service. I think, I think what they were are worried about because I was talking to um, somebody at school about this because I had said to him, he's a huge Star Wars fan, and I said to him, I was like, "Did you like? Did you see everything?" And he's like, "No, I don't have Disney Plus right now." What? What do you, What do you mean you don't have Disney Plus? He's like, "Well, I wait." until the Mandalorian is all out and then I get it for three months oh, watch it yeah. and then I cancel it so I thinking about it you want to keep subscribers year-round so you want to make sure that your your shows are not coming out all in the fall because then you'd have an an uptick of subscriptions in the fall and then once the season is over you'd have a bunch of so doing it throughout the year, I think, is the the smartest way to do it. But what do I know? No. I misunderstood. I thought we were talking about, like, the Marvel shows competing with each other. Oh, As I, I thought like, you were talking know, about Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows competing with each other. See, and, and that's what I was, that's what I was about. Now, but to your point, Maria, how many of us ever really cancel something like that until it's too late? We've already been charged again. We used to do that with HBO. Huh? We do it okay, with NFL not Red me. Zone. Yeah. Maybe I'm too fucking lazy. <sighs> I'll subscribe to something, and then next thing I know, I'm like, I don't. What am I going to do? I don't need all this. Right. But yeah, it's only five bucks. But I mean, some other other stuff that we watch on Disney Plus, we're, we're going to keep it around. And... Yeah, there cool. there wouldn't be a time where we wouldn't. Yeah. And, and you never know what's going to show up there sometimes right. because you'll be sitting there all of a sudden, poof. Down drop something. Like, what the hell is this? Where'd this come from? I didn't hear about this, but and then, and then a lot of the stuff that they're putting out, I, I mean, it doesn't appeal to me at all because it's actually meant for their target audience, which is children. Oh, that's their target. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's kind of their sure? what their core. There, you know, they got a lot of kid stuff that just doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, not a kid. Didn't realize that. 
Uh, did we do what we were drinking? No. No. Oh. We, we, no, we actually were having a conversation, Maria. Why well, you gotta fuck it up? Well, I'm, you know, just... We didn't do introductions either. No. No. <laughs> Maria, that's Tim. Tim, it's Maria. I'm Mikey. Hi, Tim. Nice to meet you. Mikey, nice Hi. to meet Well, I haven't met you, but, I mean, you're it's, like... There's a new format we're going with yeah. tonight. It's called... Fuck it. <laughs> no, actually, is this is... Been good conversation. I'm having Buffalo Trace, uh, part of my raw gift from the the Paganos. The Paganos. The Paganos. They're good people. Yes, they are. I heard that a certain are, Pagano called the Hotline. Finally. Well, maybe you should stick around to the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Get those nuggets of wisdom. That's awesome. <laughs> or yeah. pearls of wisdom. I don't know. Either way, you don't want them on your neck. No. Definitely do not want those nugs on my neck. No neck nugs. <laughs> you don't want no neck pearls either. A lot like a chestnut. No pearl neck nugs. <laughs> what? The only nugs she wears are them boots with the fur. <laughs> with my apple bottom jeans. Your apple dumpling gang jeans. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Tim, I see an Epcot uh, Turvis type of wine vessel there. What are you? you? My God, you have no neck, Tim. There you oh, go. Back. Back. No, back. You, you, there, for, there for a hot minute. You were odd. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, was, I was picking the bottle back up because I wasn't. I didn't remember what type of wine. I mean, I remember what wine from, but I remember what bottle I had. So I have a bottle of wine from the winery that Maria works part-time as a door person at. Yeah. Um, Franklin Hill. <laughs> Evans Wood. It's a red table blend, and it's from Franklin Hill Vineyard. Maria's part-time job. Yep. <laughs> like a Walmart greeter. I was that day. Yep. Yeah. Just, I, I've only I've only ever worked there one time. It's the one day she got fired. one day. Got Did you get she started drinking with the customers. Yeah. And I brought my baby. So they were like, this chick. Gotta get Listen, work for Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. You brought your whole family, not just your baby. Yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> I did. I brought the whole fam. Except for Abby. She wasn't there that day. Yeah. But the boys were. Well, what are you drinking, Maria? Um, I thank you for asking, Mikey. I am drinking a um a local favorite. Uh Trogues Perpetual IPA. Which is one of my least favorite beers of theirs. But we had the variety pack because why not? No. Yeah, I know. Those are always the last ones to get drank. And they are. Yeah. This is definitely, I am not, um, I I am an IPA fan. I am not a perpetual IPA fan. Um, for whatever reason, their IPA is not, not my favorite. And Todd doesn't drink IPAs at all. So... This one's up to me to get rid of. So, but so I have two of them ready to go. Uh, it is seven point five percent. So I will be at fifteen percent after I drink both. So, you know. Does that mean that you you will be fifteen percent IPA? I, I, yeah, I would. Yeah. There's good. There's 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 definitely going to be some neck nugs in your future. There's I think. no no neck. No nectar. No. And oddly enough, Trogues has a beer called Nugget Nectar. It does. Yeah. 
which I do really like. It's a seasonal. I like the nugget. I could yeah, do. yeah, it's a so seasonal. Perpetual is the only one that I've had so far that I don't like. Yeah, it's and it and to funny enough, it's their most popular beer. It's their highest seller. It's their biggest seller. But I just don't. I don't know. It's just something about it. I'm just not a fan. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's fine. I'll drink it. It's whatever. Um, but so tonight I told Todd I was like, well, I'll I'll get rid of these. I'm gonna choke it down. Doing the lowest um, work for I am, you. I am. The Trogonator was their most popular. Um, it was, but I just actually I think it was on their website that I was on there looking to see if they were still doing tours right now, and of course they're not. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. Um, but they had an article on there about their top sellers, and it listed Perpetual as the as the number one. So, um. I forget who it was. One of our sheeters. I want to say it was Sarah Ford, but might not have been her. But somebody wanted me to get them some stuff from the brewery and send it to them. So if that was you, let me know because I mm. I was probably drinking the night that I sent that message, and I don't remember who it was now. No. I know. I'm a horrible. Person. That's awesome. Everyone. See, our teacher friend is doing the new commercial for them. Really. I saw it online the other day. I forgot what I was looking for. But I saw that he's doing the new commercial online. Oh, I'll have to go look it up. He's such a great tour guide. Yeah. I forget what his name is, but he was awesome. So do I. He's not much of a friend. Either. No. <laughs> no. We've had him as a tour guide twice. So yeah. Maybe it's her that's not much of a friend, Tim. She doesn't remember who she promised things to. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, it was me. No. I mean, yes, that, I will send you stuff. I will absolutely send you. Yeah, know, I, I just, uh, and I, I could take you on a tour of a uh, local brewery down here. I would love to come visit. If we had one. You don't have breweries? Uh, yes, I could take you to, I could, I could take you to see the monks. Yeah, there you, you had the monk brewery. Well, moving right along. That was a, that was I, I have actually, of, of the two seasons, like, Two of my uh, favorite scenes actually are from season one. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, yes, it is a whole lot of uh, introduction and and just, you know, uh, some character development. And you, you realize, you know, when, when the group that ends the season is still alive, it's not the last you're going to see of them as Mando continues on his uh, his quest that that he's that he's given by uh, the armor, which that is actually one of my favorite scenes is her fight scene against those stormtroopers was just so damn brutal when she's in the the armory uh, or the forge, I guess, uh, as it is. And she's like they're coming to the blasters and she just fucking waylays them with some hammers. Oh, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that scene. I mean, it's it is a very intense fight scene, and I've seen um, interviews with the the stunt woman who who does who who did that, and she said that they they did it um, the over it, it took it took like good god like like four hours to film that because they had so many camera angles going they didn't cut and then start over again like every camera 
they had to do the choreography every time all the way through for this camera and then repeat it again for the next camera and then repeat it again for the next camera and she said oh and by the way those helmets are not practical because you can't see anything Hmm. so she had to just basically memorize like a dance where everybody else would be and where they'd be coming at her from and and just you know know where to swing and how to hit and 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 stuff like that um so having that backstory what was going on makes that scene a little bit more like kind of kind of badass but you know i i thought that i mean it was just it was so brutal just to see when she crushes the the fucking armor of the stormtrooper and you see it crack and splinter off and stuff she was like giving it hell yeah that's pretty amazing i'll have to go back and rewatch that scene because i mean it, it, it was it was fairly short but four hours and it did it did it, it well yeah right four hours to but, do that and, and over it, and over it and left over. me with 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 questions even even to now you know, like well what happened to her i wonder if they will i feel like eventually it's going to be an ensemble like truly at the end it's going to be an ensemble cast who takes on moth gideon so, I feel like we'll probably see her again, and and the rest of the Mandalorians that are left. I don't know. I mean, it depends on where they take the series because they can have him just continue to travel around and picking up more bounties and more missions to do. So, I mean, we may never see those people again. I would like to see like Bill Burr's character again. I would like to see. Um, um, Carl Weathers' character again. It's, I, but it's like some of the people like I don't think we'll see again. Which is a great segue to my next favorite scene from season one, Tim. And it's it's not so much a scene as it is an evolution over time during season one. I mean, it's I guess it's it it's the moment when when you see um IG11, right? Oh, yeah. I always want to see 80 I always want to say 88, but that's from something else. That's from the, the movies. Um you see IG11 after he's been reprogrammed by Quill and what what always gets me is that his movements aren't as smooth as they were when we first see him early on in uh in, in the season. And, and that's just because, you know, Quill has reprogrammed him and it, it's it basically he, he's he's not the bounty droid that he was, you know, before. But he's still uh, he, he's still in there somewhere. But but it's just his movements are just uh, less precise and, and they almost are like more claymation style, um, like they animated him on twos. And, and it just it's it that really speaks not only of, uh, you know, what Quill had to do to, to repurpose him, but also that he is changed. And, uh, you know, he's got this new this new task as a uh, babysitter, a nurse droid, basically. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, he's don't don't get me wrong. He, he he is still a cold blooded killer. But um, only, only when he has to. And, and I just, just, that's the first thing I, I picked up on was when, when I saw how he was moving. I was like, first I said, 
yeah, that's some shitty animation. Oh, wait a second. And then Quill starts talking about what what all he had done. And uh, you know, can we can we can we have a moment of silence for a boy Quill? Yeah. That was rough. All right. Yeah, that the of Nick Nolte was rough. <clears throat> I totally forgot that's... about him until you just <laughs> until you just mentioned him. Dude, that's he he grounded season one. Oh, he was awesome. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Because he was, like, the most... Uh, he, he, I don't want to say that, that, you know, the Mandalorian doesn't have morals. Obviously, he does, and he I mean, it, he has the way, and that's what um, he follows. But Quill was just, you know, I have spoken. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. I have spoken. Moving on. Get on your Blurgan ride. Those things are so hideous. Candy ass, didn't your people used to ride the watchacolits back in the day? You can't even get on this foal? Hmm. Piece of shit Mandalorian. <laughs> I think the, the story with Quill, though, is he was trying to... I think he was trying to redeem himself for his... I think Because I think his character was supposed to have been involved in the Empire when they were slaves to Vader. And, yeah. And I think he was there when they encased Han Solo and Carbonite. I think he was one of those... Ugnots that were there. Oh. He doesn't come around and say it, but he kind of hints to it. Yeah. In one of the earlier episodes. I'll have to go back and watch. But it's been so long since I've seen season one. I mean, Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch the whole now. series again. And, and I love how there's so many times that they, the, the writers, I guess, I guess, you know, Dave and John, um, they stay so canon adjacent to shit. You know, it's like, you can't say it wasn't him. Right. right, but you can certainly infer that it was, you know. So that 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 they pick areas and aspects from uh, the history of of the franchise that they can use to help lace all this together and really make you feel like, okay, this. I, I mean, I, again, I've said this before. I still struggle with how this group of people, with the exception of. Uh, What like, obviously, you know the moth, and but it's like they don't know what a Jedi is. The vast majority of the people, <laughs> the individuals, the the species, the the life forms, just don't know what a Jedi is. Well, it is well, space. And uh, at this time, most of the Jedi's have been wiped out, so. Even the ones that know about it only know them as a, uh, a legend, as a story. That's been my only complaint. Everything else has been mm -hmm. fine. I just, I, man. But hey, I'm tired of talking about my favorite stuff. What are a few of your favorite Mando things? <laughs> well, Tim, you said you had yours are from season two as well yeah okay so yeah. why don't why don't we take turns you do one okay. i'll do one because you better not steal my shit <sighs> so do you want to go first then no go ahead okay but one of my favorite things um is how they kind of gave sand people more of a storyline and they kind of flushed them out to be more than just you know a raiding and pillaging cold-blooded killers species. 
yeah, they actually had their own set of rules and laws, and, and they weren't actually... I mean, yeah, they were still cold-blooded killers and raiders, but they still had their own code that they lived by. And they were, well, lack of a better word, people. They gave them a little bit of heart. Yeah. And they got a storyline. They got a little bit more of an explanation as they, well, they just walked single file and they raided the the numbers. Yep. And that poor Bantha. Oh. <laughs> that episode was basically a Tremors movie. Yes. <laughs> it was, yes. which is probably it, why it rates so highly for me, because first off, Yes, it was just Tremors, but secondly, I love Timothy Oliphant. Timothy <laughs> yeah. fucking Oliphant. Yes. <laughs> it's so and awesome. He, and it's not like that was his first time playing that character. No, because he plays character, that yeah. character he, all the time. <laughs> yes. Except when he was in Hitman. Okay, accurate. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, okay, I can, I can totally get... And I'll be honest, I am in the camp that at the end of the episode... I was kind of pissed off that Mandalorian did tell him, you know what, keep the armor, you're doing good with it. No, he said, oh, fuck you, this ain't your shit. I killed your worm, yeah. I'm leaving. Peace out, bitches. And now we know why. This is the way. Well, yeah. Sure. I mean, but well, that was I, that was the, that was the, what's the word I'm looking for? That was the agreement. I kill this for you, I take that. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to tell me Boba Fett couldn't take the fucking armor from Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I don't understand why that... Yeah, because he was obviously there, as we saw at the end of that episode. Right. He was hiding in the shadows. Yeah, well, he was at the end of episode, what, two or three, the gunslinger? Oh, when... Um... He was there because he fixes Finnica. Yeah, when he picked up Finnica. So yeah. he, shouldn't, he shouldn't even have been tracking uh, Din Jaren at that point because he didn't have... I mean... His and armor. we saw how good he was with the Joffy stick, so he could have easily taken the Marshal. Yeah, I don't know why. Back. And it had been a while. Like, I obviously, it had been a while since he lost his armor. Yeah. A hot minute. Yeah. Well, yeah he had been eating well. Yeah. yeah. That bod. <laughs> now we know how he got out of that Sarlacc. <laughs> he ate his way out. <laughs> <laughs> Which they haven't done in Tremors yet, to my knowledge. I mean, that could be the prequel. I still think that should have been Kevin Bacon. If you'd have given me Kevin Bacon and that armor in that episode, that I would have been, been just as happy that as Timothy been Oliphant. Been awesome. That would have been the ultimate Easter egg. Oh, God. It, that would have been an <laughs> Easter egg. That would have been a fucking scrambled egg, man, at the IHOP right there in front of you. You can't miss it. Covered in cheese. Or knowing... knowing how Star Wars does things, they probably would have hidden Kevin Bacon in a Tusken Raider outfit. Yeah. Wasn't, and, and um, they may have. James Bond, wasn't he one of the stormtroopers in one of the movies? Um, you mean Daniel Craig? Yeah, when Daniel yes. Craig is a stormtrooper? Yes. Supp- I, I mean, suppose, okay. allegedly. 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 But who knows? Okay, so I'm going to do... So, uh, this is going to seem so stereotypical. <laughs> Me. Oh, God. Build it up. It... No, don't, don't do the obvious. Does it involve build shopping? Up. It does not involve shopping, but it does involve females. Girl on girl okay. action. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we watched the same Mandalorian. 
<laughs> Are we still talking about licking boxes? No. Oh, no. okay. Um, so one of my favorites was Ahsoka and the Magistrate, that battle scene. So, first of all, that whole episode is fucking amazing. But the, so I was doing a little bit of like reading on that scene in particular with uh, Morgan Elsbeth and Ahsoka. And the two, and the, the article that and I was you're reading. You're not even going to say the actress's name who plays Ahsoka, but you're going to say the actress's name of the magistrate. No, that's the magistrate's name. That's, Morgan that's Elsbeth. Name, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> Ahsoka and magistrate Overall. Morgan Elsbeth. Elsbeth. Fair enough. Um, so I was reading, I was reading an article about the training styles of a Jedi versus whatever the magistrate was. And so I was watching the scene again this evening before we recorded. And right before, like, when Ahsoka, like, I don't want to say poses, but when she, like, places herself and she's ready to fight, you can see a slight smile on the magistrate's face because she's realizing that their fighting styles are so different. And so, the, and then they start fighting and that's why she's able to knock one of the lightsabers out of Ahsoka's hands. And then you notice Ahsoka change her fighting style to the backward lightsaber, which is how she yeah. starts when she first starts training. So like reading the article and then going back and rewatching the that scene was so fucking cool. Because I love stuff like that. The the little nuances, like the little Easter eggs that get put into those scenes, I think is so amazing. And I thought it was so cool that Dave Filoni not only wrote that episode, but that's the episode he directed too. Because it wasn't Ahsoka his character. Like, did yeah, he, well, he did he created he Clone Wars. He wrote, yeah, yeah. He created Clone Wars. So yeah. I feel like that was kind of full circle that he wrote that episode and directed that episode. And that was the only episode he directed this season. Full yeah. disclosure I know nothing of the Clone Wars. I, I don't really either. Um, we tried I'm to start watch watching it. it, but the first two seasons at least are very dry. Yeah, it picks back up, but you're gonna have to watch them, especially once the um the Bad Batch comes out. And I will probably just not watch it. Oh come on, I have absorbed I, everything. No, stolen. I just it. I, I watched the trailer and I was just like, because you don't know Clone uh, Wars. If you knew Clone Wars, then I, you would know this. But I yeah. I just I'm I don't have it in me to get yeah. invested in something that just goes on and we on tried. and on and on. We, we tried. I don't know. We could try again. <laughs> I would give it another try. Yeah. Especially get past the first two well, and we, seasons well, I, and then it gets To be quite honest, we, I think, stopped after the first season. So I don't even know that we got very far into season two. And we were like, eh. So maybe we'll pick it back up. But then she shows back up uh, in Rebels towards the end of Rebels, right? Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I know. I'd have, I didn't finish Rebels yet, but, but 
And I'm thinking for, like, I'm thinking eventually we will see um, Rebels characters, Ezra, I think we'll see Ezra as Sabine. I think we'll see a bunch of those somewhere in this new timeline and storytelling of Star Wars. So I wonder if Ezra, Ezra will show up in Ahsoka's show. Probably. I'm thinking he will. Because <clears throat> he's the one that saves her, right? From her uh, fight with I, Vader. I, I don't recall. I have to watch it again. It's been a while since I watched it. I will say Rosario really did elevate this season as far as the actual acting that's being done. I thought she was... Even familiar. though I don't know anything about Ahsoka. Like, that so, like, like <clears throat> I, I, that was... I was a little concerned about the casting of really? Rosario as See, Ahsoka. I, did, yeah. I didn't even know. And I was just like, oh, wait. I think that's the chick with the one big nostril. And I was right. <laughs> she does. She's got one nostril bigger than the other one. Oh, I just, that's what? everything. Yes, she does. I love her as an actress. I loved her as the night nurse in the Marvel series on Netflix. But I just didn't know if she could pull off Ahsoka, and she damn sure did. She's. It was amazing to see like mm -hmm. Ahsoka come to life as a you know, live action character. As opposed well, to again, an and character. see, I don't know anything about the character, so for me, this was the first time getting a, a glimpse of what was going on, and I was like, okay, there's a lot to this character, and I want to know the Moors. And uh, I'm not going to go and watch it. It ain't happening. Stop. <laughs> Well then, Tim, let's 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 move on past uh, Nosario Dawson. No, we can't because that's that's going to be my next best favorite scene is uh, when and actually that was was it episode that was the beginning of episode uh, three of this. Uh, right? No, when, it was five, chapter thirteen. Yeah, it was halfway through, a little a little over halfway. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah, the episode of the Jedi. When you, you just see her fighting in the woods, I was like, that's got to be Ahsoka. Oh. It's got to be a yellow lightsaber. It's got to be Ahsoka. So cool. And then sure enough, she pulls her hood back, and it's Ahsoka. Fog, and soldiers, and trees, and badassery. And then people are like, well, Ahsoka would have never just started cutting down people like that. She That wasn't who she was. But you don't know what we don't know what she's been through since, you know, fighting Vader and now. And you know. she's also looking for the the saber or just moth? No, she's looking for Thrawn. Okay. I don't know what Thrawn is. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Sounds like a bad dude. Uh, so he's from Rebels as well, right? And I believe towards the end of Clone Wars. Oh. See, I don't know anything. Like, Rebels, I know very, very little about Clone Wars. I know even less about Rebels. So... When when we were watching that episode, Todd's like, oh, "She's looking for Thrawn." I was like, "What's the Tron? I don't fucking like. Why would she be looking for a video game world? I don't. I'm not quite understanding." He's like, ah, "No, Thrawn." It was like, "Game okay, of what?" Yeah, right. Joffrey's dead. Okay, like I don't know what to say. Spoilers, God! Oh, sorry. Could, how many, how many other fucking movies and, and TV shows are we gonna just? Actually, all the Lannister kids are dead. <laughs> yes, and their <laughs> mommy and daddy. And like, literally, only one of them wasn't murdered. Correct. Yeah, one. Yeah, the other one just did. The a, other one committed suicide. <laughs> hey, man, King's Landing diving team XXL, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Pff. 
If only we were a Game of Thrones podcast, that would have made a hell of a shirt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I will say that the episode where um, we see all of the Ahsoka uh, katanas was um, pretty, pretty, pretty cool to me. I liked it because visually it looked like nothing else that we've seen in The Mandalorian. It was so awesome. Yeah. Just, I mean, from, from the location and how everything looked, and then once they got inside that compound, it definitely had a Kung Fu Panda vibe going on. It was really 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 visually it was very stunning to me i love yeah all of that about the episode yeah. and the, the fight was great too um i'm having a hard time remembering it was the magistrate fighting with the uh best car yes. staff yep yes spear, okay yeah. so yep. that's when okay, i thought so that's when we first get the idea that lightsaber versus best car is pretty much an even because the lightsaber won't take out yeah. pure Beskar. And then she does make a point to say that it's pure Beskar. And then they mention it again, uh, I believe, in, what, in the finale. That is mentioned pure, a few that, times. So Yeah, that you know, a lightsaber can't then. cut through pure Beskar. <clears throat> now that I'm thinking about it, um, is the dark saber better than a lightsaber? Um, because it was heating well, it up. Looks like, it's the only one that looks like a saber. It was heating up Beskar. <laughs> Well, lightsaber will heat up the best guard too, but it won't penetrate it though. No, but it didn't. Yeah, when, when, it when, did not heat it up when Ahsoka and the magistrate were fighting. I don't think that it was held on it like le- legit held on it a whole lot when yeah. Ahsoka and the magistrate were fighting. Uh, it was glancing blows, wasn't it? And, and not, you see it, it was no, it was no, no, and, it wasn't. And... It, no, it wasn't. There were a couple of of times there that it was the like the two weapons were being held together. But I noticed that it was being heated in the finale and then just realized in talking just now that it was not being heated when it was Ahsoka and the Magistrate. So Maybe that's something they realized after that episode when they were watching it. like, oh, man, you know what we should have done? And, yeah, and, and John maybe. says, fucking track it in. Make it happen, Kevin. Hmm. And it's just fix it post. Yeah, the Darksaber is or, not something that I know a whole lot about, so... I know nothing about it. I I can appreciate the lore of the weapon. I think it looks stupid. Yeah, right? Like like I they just didn't pull off the fact that it's dark light. Which I understand. How do you try to put <laughs> Yeah. You visually explain it's dark energy. Right. <laughs> I I, I get that, but it just, you know what? They're doing the best they, they can with, with what they've got, I guess, right. is all I can say. I don't know. I will say, though, I like that it actually has, you know, a curved edge to it. It looks like a saber. It looks like a sword. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah that's, I like that's that it doesn't look I, like I, I that was a cool. typical lightsaber. I wish it would have had, like, a fucking knuckle guard on the hilt, though. That would have been really awesome if it looked like a pirate's sword. <laughs> but just, and you're like, oh, shit. Johnny Depp's going to sue somebody. <laughs> Tim, what was your other your other favorite moment? Well, I'm going to have to go with the obvious is when we first mm-hmm. see Boba Fett come back. Oh, is that the obvious? <laughs> it's, it's, really? That's not, that was, did not make my list. 
No. Nope. Well, you know what? See, as a true, uh, I don't say true Star Friends. Wow. I'm not going to believe anybody else that's not. Uh, uh, at Watching these movies as a, when I was a kid, um, Boba Fett kind of had, I mean, he didn't have a lot of screen time. He certainly did not have a lot of dialogue. I mean, every word he ever said could fit inside a tweet. Right. <laughs> but he became this legendary character in this Star Wars folklore that to see him come back to life is like every kid, every Star Wars kid's dream and fantasy. And for it to be someone who is technically related to I mean, you know, obviously it's right. not Boba. It's you know. actually connected to the character. I mean, he played yeah. Jango Fett right. in the prequels. And technically, I mean, so Boba Fett was a clone of his dad. So, I mean, who else better to play himself but himself? Right. <laughs> well, I thought, I, that, I I thought get... that Boba Fett was not an actual clone. I thought that was his actual son. No, he was a clone, but he wasn't. Oh, okay. Raised as a clone, he was plucked off the, I guess they said assembly line. Early, there you go. He was yanked from the Matrix. Got it. Yeah. Now I've been struggling with Boba, mostly with his armor, because it just backpack rocket is just a little ridiculous to see him actually shoot when he has to bend over to fire it like he's an ostrich putting his head in the sand yeah. like the, and hope well, like the rocket's here. and i don't know if it's necessarily canon anymore i have to actually look it up but the story was that that's how he got out of the starlack was he exploded his jetpack so his jetpack wouldn't have been around his jetpack would not have survived well, I mean, technically, none of that should have, I mean, without knowing how he got out. If he got out, he shouldn't have lost his armor. Right. See, that's the thing. How did he lose his armor? Well, I think they kind of said something about it um, when they when they first introduced himself to everybody else as Boba Fett, how he got out. He woke up in a daze outside in the, in the desert, and he was missing all his armor, so... Probably that ain't explaining shit. Well, the the Jawas probably stole it from him. Would they? Probably. Oh, I mean, they that's, totally that's would where, steal it. That's where Oliphant got it. That's where the marshal got it. Now, I will say this: after <laughs> when <laughs> looking back, okay, because hindsight is uh, good vision. Um, <laughs> Well, 60, 40. We're not gonna, we are not going to use those numbers, Maria. Oh, why? Hindsight is good vision. Okay. And realizing how horribly that costume fit Timothy Oliphant and how huge it looked on him makes a lot of sense now knowing. <laughs> well, and that's the thing that I actually like because they could have easily made armor that would fit... Um, I, I, I'm going to butcher his name. Well, Morrison, right? Is there something Morrison? James. Tomorrow no, Morrison. No, not James. Tomorrow oh, Morrison. The, yeah, the, 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 the shrimp guy. Uh-huh. They could have easily made armor that would fit his now dad body. But they didn't. They kept it as how Boba Fett was pre 
Mandalorian. Like in so his his business is kind of he, he's he's paunchy. Yes. Yeah. Although I did notice when he got the new paint job on it, it did fit a little better. It did fit better. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. I, so. I noticed that as well. That may have been some better camera angles because there he, he wasn't he was in the cockpit for most of that episode. Yeah. And that's the other thing I was upset about is how they just he he should have kept the battle worn armor. I mean that was a story there. Well, but, is but there, as a as a I mean, former, it still had the blaster scar. As a bounty hunter though, that they wanted to look their best, did they not? Um I mean the Well the more war torn that they looked, the tougher it was for them to collect a bounty. Meaning like the more but he's not a bounty hunter well, anymore. Well, no, 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 I know, so but he matter. was. So yeah. if he looked like it was hard for him to collect a bounty, do you know what I mean? Like it it Yeah. If it looks if like they gave him poor, a hard time. Yeah. Then I mean, what did what did Mandalorian do the first time he got some money is he made a, he changed all his armor to full shiny right, best car. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. So I almost but feel like that that like a war torn type of armor for a bounty hunter is probably bad business. Yeah, just the nostalgic in me, I guess, wants to stay like that. <laughs> well, snap the fuck out of it, okay? I know. <laughs> and that's the other thing I, I heard to the people complain that the Mandalorian is um, pandering to nostalgia. Mm, I don't think so. Why? Because it's bringing all so of either... these characters back? Right, and it's I don't think he's paying nostalgia. It's existed in. Right, and they're, and they're giving us the stories that these characters, a lot of these characters deserve. I think Boba Fett deserved. We needed to know what happened to Boba Fett. We need to know. Well, a lot, you I know, mean, a lot of the stuff that's going on. Let's be honest. John Favreau is one of the biggest Star Wars fans that is around. Oh, so and so is Dave Filoni. Right. And that, well, and, and he I, has worked for them for you know decades. Yeah. But, but, yeah. It's yes, they are paying lip service to the fans because they are themselves right. fans. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think so either. Uh, John Favreau's like, no, I'm going to make an Iron Man movie. I'm going to save Disney, and then I'm going to put my Iron Man movie in a Star Wars TV show. Yeah, he's and just checking things off his list. The Dark well, Troopers. Actually, when he was working on The Lion King, is when he approached. Kathleen Kennedy about doing live action Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah. Makes sense because he was she's dealing like, with the technology at that point. She's like, oh, go talk to Filoni. <laughs> Wait. That's not how that works. That's how it works. Fair enough. That a boy, Dave. Maybe, maybe he'd get him a new hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Filoni needs a new hat. <laughs> um, All right. I got. My my third favorite scene does take place in season two. Wait a minute. I didn't get to do my second favorite scene. Okay. Then do it. Well, you were doing your third one. I want to do my second one. Especially if you're going to steal my third one or my second one with your third one. Then I'd be really pissed. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to. This is my. I'm going to go. Whatever face. I'm going to go. Then I would go okay, if I were you. Then I'm gonna go right now. Okay, you should go right I'm now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Gonna go. Gotta go right now. <laughs> and I don't have to go right now. Um, so my my favorite scene 
of all of season two was when Bo-Katan, Koska, Cara Dune, and Fennec are all fucking killing it on the Imperial cruiser. They are so fucking badass as a foursome. I loved it. It was so amazing, especially when the two girls dive off of when Bo-Katan and Koska dive off the side. And I'm like, where the fuck are they going? And then they come out of nowhere and fucking shoot everyone. It was great. That's my favorite. Go ahead now. And just just knowing that um, Gina Carano and Ming-Na Wen do a lot of their own stunts because they're both martial artists. Uh, Gina Carano was uh, Gina Carano was an MMA fighter, right? And it, so they do a lot of their own stunts. Well, and, and that's the, just the girl who plays Oska. What is her name? Is also an MMA fighter, or no, she's a yes. wrestler. She's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, she's a is wrestler. She? Mercedes. She's badass. Barnado. Mercedes Volkswagen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barnado. Um, yeah, she's a WWE wrestler. So her her ring name is Sasha Banks. Is that that what Beyonce goes by? Uh, Sasha Fierce. Uh, Sasha Fierce. <laughs> oh, um, and just the whole the, the whole scene where uh, Cara Dune's gun jams, and then she just uses it as a club. That's so awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then. Yep. Um, Fennec is like, you need a hand with that? And she's like, nope. And she's banging it on her boot and banging it on the floor. And she's like, oh, that did it. And then she just opens up and just... While they're waiting uh, in the fucking elevator. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Like, cue elevator music. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm good. Now the door's open and I we can go. I almost expected to hear an elevator version of the Imperial yep. March as they're yep. going up so the elevator. Cool. <laughs> Like a Richard Cheese version. Yeah. So cool. Um, not to contradict you, Maria, but, but you're gonna... my least favorite scenes from season two are all of them with Bo-Katan in it because I think that actress sucked. Really? Really? Yes. Yeah. So you I think just, that I she didn't do well as the character? And I don't know. I don't know anything about the character. I just think it, her whole performance felt really flat and, and to be quite honest that whole exchange when uh, Boba and her or Boba starts getting into the fisticus with Koska and whatever Koska, Costco, whatever that whole thing <laughs> her dialogue felt so forced in that and it may have been the writing but I, I feel like it was some of her delivery I just, I struggle and, and, and I didn't, I don't, again haven't watched any of those Rebels or any of those Clone Wars. I don't know. Uh, maybe she kind of looks like like the cartoon character, well, I she guess, because voiced... she has got a wide-ass fucking mouth. Yeah, she voiced the <laughs> character in both Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, she did? Yeah. Sackoff voiced the character? Yep. Oh, well, uh, it yeah. doesn't change the fact that... I, 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 I kind of like that, her that, in that, it, I, I felt like, like it was the weakest parts of those uh, episodes was when she... Was uh, talking, I, I guess. I get. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm. I, yeah, no, I'm so wow, sorry. She looks I'm not. Th- I'm not. So though. different. Not yeah. in character. She's a blonde. It's still a wide mouth. Weird. She does. Well, have a big I mouth. mean, well, her hair is shorter and it's darker. And yeah, I want to say like in, in the '90s, if you couldn't afford Claire Danes, you got her. Oh, okay. 
because like she was in all those movies that all the kids in high school were going to see that you know claire danes and it just it was like, oh, like i the, mean in the 90s she's in the faculty wasn't she uh that wasn't her looking she was in riddick her Oculus. first she was movie Power was Rangers, man yeah she was in and she was in batman oh, year one yeah. all right well i listen or Power rangers don't listen to me so, so so I don't know more TV than I don't know who she is. What I do know is I didn't like the dialogue. So I'm going to chalk it up to dialogue. She, yeah, okay, it is kind I, of I'm going to take flat, it on, on. It's a flat delivery. It's not. I'm, 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 you guys are, are winning. Okay, I just that troubled me. That just troubled me a little bit. But um, yeah, see, the more I drink, the more critical I'm getting of season two. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to get you don't want to get me talk talking about the exposition of that Moff Gideon delivers when he finally gets a chance to just all chew I the see screen. when I see him all I see is the character that he played on Once Upon a Time the mirror uh, no the, um, the mirror Better Call Saul oh see I haven't seen that I haven't seen it yeah I don't, see, I, I don't I, call I can't Saul. stand him I can't stand Jim Esposito first of all I don't know why it, like I just yeah. All I see is the magic mirror in Once Upon a Time, and I can't. I mean, and, he's a good actor, and I can't take him. No, I can't take I him. I don't seriously. even think he's a good actor. He plays the same character no matter what he does. Yeah. Because, well, this is all I've seen him do. So, and I thought he did fine. I just thought that the exposition where he gives everything away in an attempt to, uh, you know, backstab. Mando was just like, okay, here we go. Now we'll find out what the whole last two seasons have been about. Grogu. Also, how come Grogu sounds like a baby sometimes and a fucking cat some other times? Because babies uh, also sound like cats. Species? Maybe so. Hey, that's a fun scene, Maria. Let me tell you about mine. Okay, go ahead. Hold on, I need another beer. I sound all angry and shit. It's beginning to look a lot like Sithmas. For me, the my, my favorite and in my opinion best scene is, is is really cool because it's actually a bit of a payoff from bullshit we got in season one. But I loved the scene between Miggs Mayfield and Valen Hess. Yes. Yes. On yes. the Explodey planet. Yes. Uh, just there is so much emotion between Bill Burr's character and uh, and, and and Hess. Just um, he's so cringy. Mm-hmm. He <sighs> he is, but that who? is perfect casting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who was that actor? I looked him up, and he's been in a lot of stuff. I don't know his name. Because he did look familiar, and he did look yeah, like he does look familiar. I know I him. Mean, he just he just looks unhealthy. Well, you know, like he's rotting from the inside out. A lot but of just, the um, a lot of the empire I'm, looks that way. Yeah, I mean, Tar- officers, Tarkenton I mean, wasn't doing so good. Yeah, Tarkin Tarkin looked like he was a skeleton walking, or Tarkin Tarkenton Parkinson, whatever. It's it's he. Uh, I like this because because of a couple of reasons. First off, 
I don't know if maybe someone pulled Bill Burr aside and was like, listen, we're going to step it up for this next one, okay? I mean, you just need to act. And if you don't know how, find someone that can, that can help you with that regard. Because I, I think this was... Like, I, I'll put Rosario as Ahsoka was like my number one acting moment in season two. This is number two for me because this was this scene. This episode was really good, but this specific scene, it reminded me so much of, and this is going to go off track a little bit, but from um, Spider-Man Homecoming when he's in the back seat and Michael Keaton's character's in the front seat and like, Peter Parker knows, oh shit, that's the vulture, but Michael Keaton doesn't know Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and like there's this weird thing between the two of them, and that that's kind of what was going on here and like, you know, uh, Miggs knew Hess, but Hess didn't know who he, but even when Mayfield was telling him everything and everything and everything and everything, and Hess was just like, you know, whatever, it's all for the glory of the Empire, you know? Yeah. Uh, the actor's I mean, name is Richard Brake. What was he in? Um... It doesn't, I mean, there's nothing really here that I recognize. Um, Hannibal Rising, the Black Dahlia, who's in Munich. Oh, I've seen the Black Dahlia. Uh, he was in Halloween 2. <laughs> oh, he was in The Kinsman, The Kingsman. Um, That's probably where I, I recognize him from. He was the first or so, he's the in both of them, wasn't he? The second one. He was. So he has a con. He, that's his tie-in with Mando. Fuck, he was with he was Pedro in Pascal. <laughs> oh, was he? Yes! Yes! The newest yes! Shrieker Island. <laughs> Who did he play in Tremors? Uh, Shrieker I Island. That. I watched the, that one. The newest one? Oh. Yeah, uh, I did. I, we, me, and your, me and your husband had this whole conversation on Bill. this. Bill. <laughs> he played Bill. Oh, really? Yeah. That's okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I it's, see it. It's the direct-to-video monster film. Yes, it came yeah. straight to Everything's Netflix. Everything's direct video in third quarter three, three of 2020. Uh, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> getting back to Migs yeah. Mayfield, I think that whole that whole episode was a great episode and that whole story arc with him for me kind of took his character to another level because I don't necessarily think it was bad writing for the first season. I don't think it was bad acting for the first season. I think they just didn't give No, he got lost in the ensemble. The, yeah, yeah, you got lost in the ensemble. I mean, he's a great. If you ever watched F is for Family, that is a great fucking Have show. Have you ever seen his oh, F no, is for Family? His um, his early stand-up. Oh yeah, I'm a big fucking fan. hysterical. Yeah, it's hysterical. He does an impression of uh, Bush Jr. when yep. he was still in office. It is spot on. So funny. It's so yeah. fucking funny. Um, and Yeah, I remember being in college and watching his Comedy Central specials, like, on repeat. He was so great. Yeah. Well, I... The second reason I like this episode is not because of Bill, but it's because... And it's not because we get to see, you know... Pedro Pascal's glorious face. <laughs> Which, I had a problem with that scene, though. Well, okay, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the ATM scene. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. Which is basically whole, what it was. That, that that is a fucking yeah. rabbit hole, in and of itself. Yeah, there's a big rabbit hole. Yeah. I just mean, you have um, Migs sitting there 
perfectly in his I mean this was he was in his element. He was being insubordinate. He was he was just you know pouring mm-hmm. not he's not pouring yeah he was pouring his heart out a little bit with without any care of the repercussions because he's not someone who has had to wear armor all the time and stuff like that but you know you, you look over and din jaren is is, is kind of has this awkward as fuck expression on his face looking back and forth like is this shit going down he doesn't have his armor or his helmet yeah. he's just like he is fully oh, vulnerable and exposed yeah at, at that moment like like and he can't say shut the fuck up but at the same time but, you, you knew what I mean, it was going to come to a head and and it, it pew pewed yeah he he got fucking han soloed he did oh. that that he did that he did but, i mean that I, whole just that whole he had more character development in that one episode and that than, is good writing than fucking ray had in the whole three of the last movie <laughs> oh stop he, well and, and he had a lot more screen time as well. Like, he was almost there the whole time yeah. uh, on camera that episode. He just, it was, uh, you know, they, they got him at the at the scrapyards, and he gets on Slave One, which has got to be the most fucked up spacecraft I have ever seen. Like, it just <laughs> was not built to make any damn sense. You lay on your back to take off, and then it flies facing forwards. I... Yeah, no, we, we know how the inside Awful. works, but it's just like it, it, it yeah, it works like them fucking balls they drove around in in Jurassic Park. Oh, but it's the most iconic one of the most but iconic God, ships ever. Just, it also it, it's the only spacecraft that is like that. That we've seen. I mean, yeah. You, you've never seen it else, granted we've not we've we haven't seen another Razor and we won't see another one again of the Razor Crest. But um but if if you do look, that is uh an old retired um basically uh military aircraft from like the gone way back days. But like the the slave one is like, you know, Boba Fett said, you know what? Give me something that's unique. And the guy was like, Got you, fam. <laughs> and 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 you and you know you got that. But this probably and and this is difficult to say, but that this was probably my favorite entire episode of season two. Even knowing what happens in the finale. And as hollering and screamy as I got in the finale, if I wanna just take a step back and think about the actual episode, this one was a lot of fun because it was kind of I mean I guess the last one was also kind of an Avengers Assemble episode but this one was just you know well, it was a lot of action and uh, it was it was a story it was action and story not just conclusion two words seismic charge oh so yeah. cool when he dropped that seismic charge I'm like yes <laughs> I saw that and I was like I was like shit fans of the movie and fans of of the video game Battlefront I mean come on Maria, what's your third scene? Um, did you have a third scene, Tim? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, we talked about all of mine. Uh, uh, well, so uh, you just got. Okay. Yeah. We didn't talk about all we, mine. We talked about all of mine. The, the. Um, you don't have one more. I don't. Well, no. I with the crate dragon. Was well, I will say, how Mando killed the great dragon 
was fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, but we were all screaming it through the whole yeah. episode. Like, no, we got to get it from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> so when that happened, that was probably the only one that was on my list that we haven't already talked about. Ahsoka's reveal, Bill Burr's Migs. Like those, I only put five down. Really? What? Really? What? The finale wasn't one for you? No? Oh. Not even R2-D2? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's, let's, let's unpack this We're one gonna then. We're going to talk about our least favorite, right? to pull it out from under the, ep- under the tree. We're going to talk about our least favorite at some point, right? Sure. Okay, I'll save it then. You can talk about your least favorite. I don't think I have one. Oh. Mikey, do you have a least favorite? Well, no. You have a least favorite. It has to be one you like least of the other... 12 to however many they made like there gotta be like a oh, not so yeah, good one and i mean i, I, have I, I will them, say but. that i really did like how r2 and grogu seem to communicate well r2 is like this motherfucker pulls out a stick i'm shooting yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought that was actually gonna, pretty cute i'm gonna go full seagull on yeah. his ass mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was pretty cute Stop Stop <laughs> I'll tell you my 100% least favorite episode between the two seasons. Okay. That fucking jailbreak piece of shit. The jailbreak? Which one was that? From season Where's... one. The Bill Burr's first oh, time. With, with yeah. him. Oh. And, uh, you know, Bellatrix or whatever her name is. Whatever her name is from the Harry Potters. The freaking. The tweet. Yeah. yeah. The creature thing that she Who... was. I mean, she... It's just weird. Played that to a T. She played that to a T, but it was just a lot of just, uh, I don't know, that a lot of that, like, the Mando stuff was great. I really got sick of everyone else. Yeah. Really quickly. Although, uh, what was the guy's name? Um, Ch- Chansey? Yancey? Chansey? Sounds good to me. Hmm. I don't remember. The guy who played the devil horn dude. Oh, I do love that guy and everything. Because he just he, yeah. Yeah, from, I know, I know who you might be talking about. I want to say it's Chancey something. I want to say Chancey Phillips, but that that doesn't sound right at all. It sounds like someone who is a musician. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, he he always plays like that same kind of character in everything. Like you know, I've seen him a lot because Boston's so in love with the Flash, and he's in that. Uh, but but he just plays a big son bitch a lot like Ron Perlman. It's like we had a big son bitch. Well, I mean Ron Perlman, he's ninety three years old, but he's still a big son bitch. He has a lot of money. So that's well. I mean, he, you know what? He's as big as Rhea Perlman is small. Yes. Mm. I wonder if they're related. Clancy Brown. Clancy, not Chancy, but Clancy. Yep. That is quite a name. Yep. Clancy Brown. I, I I do like him and everything he's in. But but that was that's that's my absolute hundred percent least favorite experience with Mandalorian. So I do have one. It it is actually chapter four, Sanctuary. That's the one when they're on that planet and they save that. That's where we meet Car- Car- Cara Dune. I know. I know it's where we meet Cara Dune, but I, I feel like that whole 
storyline just kind of took us on a tangent and needed to, be, needed to go on. It well, well no, I think all, we didn't get closure to it. I think I think it opened up a whole lot that we didn't get closure to. Yeah, like why does that why does that woman know how to shoot? Oh, because she was probably part of the resistance, like Cara Dune was. Well, I but mean, then why wasn't probably, that said? But... Right, so I mean, that episode should not have happened if they weren't going to talk more right. about it, or we weren't going to see anything more about it. That was, yeah, that was our bad robot episode. Yeah. I think the, the best part of that episode was the fucking Krill Ponds. Best part of that episode was fucking Baby Yoda drinking some soup while Mandalorian is fighting I thought, with the, uh, <laughs> I thought Mando was the gonna chick get some from loving. Deadpool. And it's sad because I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I love everything she does. And this was her episode. And it kind of, I don't know, to me it fell flat. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. That's, uh, that's, which one didn't did she, she also, she also did the jailbreak, didn't she? No. No, the prisoner episode? No, that was Rick. Uh, me, was that Fama, yeah, yeah, no, she did, um, she did the heiress, oh, okay. which was. Episode three. My this least season, favorite of season which two. Which was the frog lady and her husband reunite. Yeah. Which that, the frog yeah. lady? What the fuck? Ooh, <sighs> fun fact. Comic frog relief. lady. That costume was worn by the same chick who was Quill. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait. Her name is Rosa. Quill was a chick. Yeah. Something. Yes, Quill was a chick. Yeah, because that that actress is basically a costume actress, and she was also. The uh, the the Misty monkey Rosa. from yes Rosas. Huh. She was also the monkey from uh, Congo. That <laughs> movie. Okay. Okay. I think her name was Sarah. Okay. Or Amy. 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 Yeah. No, that's Apple. That's Project X. Matthew Broderick. Either way. Wow. Okay. Um. Uh, I just I, I I just you know none of the Frog Lady episodes made any sense to me. Like oh. I I just I didn't understand it was why it was there. It was weird. Just like in yeah. season one with sanctuaries, another detour that it was a reason to put some X wings in there. Yeah, yeah, and and leave his leave Razor Crest looking old and busted, and then he goes and gets it all fixed up and blows it up. Blow it up. <sighs> That's what I kind of was getting tired of. Like every episode, that ship was getting destroyed. Well, every fucking episode that won't happen anymore. Nope, because is gone. It is no more. No more. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, Amy which begs the question, what kind of bounty hunter is he going to be hitching a ride every place he has to go? <laughs> well, I mean, as of right now, he's still with Boba, Boba and, no. and Fennec. No, he's not. No. Yes. No, he's he not. No, he's no, not. Because, no, he's did not. Did you watch the ending credits? Oh, oh, oh. Because Okay, so, so where did him and Kara end up? Because, and... And, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Bo-Katan and... Well, they have a Star Cruiser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bo-Katan has a Star Cruiser now. Oh, that's, yeah, true. Yeah. And apparently they have to go all over the top and arm wrestle over the Darksaber. Yeah, I just don't know how it's going to go without... Which is another stupid, that's another plot hole. I don't... Yeah, it is. Because of what happened with Sabine and the... Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go without... No, there's no child... Anymore. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm gonna like this. They can take it anywhere now. Well. Okay. That's. No, I can't go any further. I got to talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. About my least favorite episode. I really feel 
If your least favorite episode is the finale, I'm hanging up on you right now. I really feel like they really rushed Luke. Yes. His mouth doesn't I move. I feel like for all of the money that they can spend, they should have fucking okay. gotten a young Luke that talked at the well, same time I, as well, his I, I will, I, No, I will accept doing the de-aging thing, the whole, here's your... Tron, here's your Tron legacy, okay? I, I will I will go with it if if you just spend a little more time and or money, put off the series coming out and, and get get it looking right. Get it looking right, okay? John Favreau, I know you listen. I love your work. <laughs> Huge fan of Rudy. But you made animals realistically talk in the jungle book. And we Hard to get make Luke's humans. lips to move. Well, it's better than what they did with Princess Leia. Uh, Rogue One. I was it with just... you every step of the way in that finale. I was like, yes, green lightsaber. I fucking know who this is. This is fantastic. Glove on one hand, motherfucker, yes. And then the goddamn thing well, popped, like, and I was like, the deal. I was like, no. Oh, it's one X-Wing. Oh, it's one X-Wing. No. And then you see this the black cloak figure come out, and then the green lightsaber um, light up. Like, I was who, that literally be... on my the edge of my seat. Oh, absolutely! I was almost I was sitting squealing on the, table. the whole time. Don't get me wrong, but the uncanny valley reared its ugly ass yep. head when he started and it talking. Looked I was like a little nope. bit like Mark Hamill. Nope. nope. At least it was his voice. Was it? It was. Yes, it was. He, on Twitter that week, the week that it came out. Wait, did he suck in helium through that? Because right now, Mark Hamill sounds like about 50 packs of camels. Well, maybe. Maybe. But it was his voice because he literally said, he goes, I'm so glad I was able to keep this secret for a whole year. Oh, Jesus. Of my involvement. So he posted, um, first of all. Apparently they didn't tell Tom Holland. He, on, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he on Twitter is fucking hysterical. Yes, he if you don't follow Mark Hamill on Twitter, on Twitter, you should. Um, so he that week that the that the episode came out was it Mark Hamill himself? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, is that what it is? Like that. Um, on on Twitter that week, he was like, I think it was Friday night. He posted something like, "Anybody see anything good on TV?" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, the night the night after it yeah. aired. We did. No, I was. So yeah, everything everything in that episode is fantastic, and even the re- no, well, I mean, I say the reveal. Even like Maria said, you see, I- I'm not super good on my Star Wars lore. Okay, so on any given day, I couldn't tell you the color of Luke's lightsaber. All right, I just because there's only, I mean, I I, I couldn't. Well, he but... said two. Okay, but. When I'm watching it, and uh, my youngest, Keaton, is sitting there beside me watching it, and he sees this coming out with the robe and everything, and we're going back and forth on who it is, okay? He's on the Obi-Wan side, and I was on the, I don't know, could be Luke, uh, but I know they're wanting to do an Obi-Wan movie, so I'm not sure, but then... It could have been Obi-Wan. He was dead by that point. He was dead by then. Oh, he was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote-unquote dead, so was Darth Maul. Anyway. 
is when I saw the the, the one glove. I was like, oh, oh my God, no, he's got the Michael Jackson. It's the Michael Jackson. He's got one glove on. <laughs> and, and, and that's when I said, I know exactly who that is. And I was like, and all I could think of is, unfortunately, I quit paying a, a lot of attention to all the swinging and the forcing and the pushing and the, you know, but all I, all I could think of from that point is, oh God, how are they going to do this? Oh God, how are they going to do this? Oh God, how are they going to do this? Because I knew they wouldn't get Sebastian Stan in it. And I was like, <sighs> and, 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 and eh. I mean, they, they didn't make him look perfect. Okay. The, the, the resolution of the face was dumped down quite a bit from what you got from like the Tron movie and, and, and Leia. And that helped it, but the mouth didn't move. You know what it was? Enough. It was it was Luke Skywalker from Battlefront. That's what I've heard, and I've seen the I've seen the pictures posted, and you ain't wrong. No, I I was I. Uh, but I mean that was total total fan service. But now. But yeah, like, but now he's training Grogu, and literally that's the only thing keeping. Uh, sales, like, you know, IP sales afloat for Mandalorian really is, is like the, the Baby Yoda thing, which now is right. Grogu, and really, that's what you went with. Um, so now, like, so, there's no more there's no more child. You're not gonna well, go take the kid back from Luke Skywalker. There's a, there's a rumor that Disney Plus is doing a, a Skywalker and Grogu that, No, that, no. I, that's not no, gonna work, because no. it's gonna be really bad Face yeah. mouth move. Well, no, because there is rumor that they were tapping Sebastian Stan for it, but at the time when they did this, he was already committed to doing something else. Yeah, a little thing called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, it wasn't Disney. It wasn't anything involved in Disney. That was oh, already yeah, in the can. Yeah, but I mean, still, that's just that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Oh wait, I'm gonna be Marvel and Star no, Wars. No, I don't. I don't like that cast. I don't, I don't like that casting. No, he actually, he cleans up he, pretty well and looks, looks a lot if you, like yeah, young Yeah, you put blonde hair on him. Really? Uh, I, I does, a, I, yeah, I've shared a photo. No, even like even before he spoke, I kept looking at it going, oh my God, is he doing it? Is he doing it? But then That's what I initially thought. I was, I was like, like, no, that's CGI. No, that's, CGI. that's like... 80% there. It's 80% there. I just wanted 20% more. I would have taken 19 to the house, John. Okay. So can we talk about my ultimate 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 favorite scene? What? Did we didn't we just talk about it? What? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought we just shit all over your favorite scene, I know. Tim. No. Oh. I did. <laughs> Boba Fett walking into Hut Palace. And blasting Bib Fortuna, Bat Bib Fortuna in the face. That was a fat and taking one, the wasn't seat. it? Holy yeah. shit! He taking the seat as the head of the hut mafia. He ate a I lot mean, of like, space frogs. <laughs> I feel like. yeah, he did. Which I want that zipper, by the way. What zipper? What? I still haven't seen that scene. Oh, you haven't? I'm sorry. Spoiler I alert. stopped. I stopped that. No, no, I've read about it. No, I stopped at the credits because. Almost every episode has like six minutes of credits. Right. So and this is the like, only one that had click anything. A la Marvel. But I've I've heard about it and my Boba lore and whichever episode of the original trilogy that was was the second one. Yeah. It's not that great. So eh 
Uh, unless Leia was in chains, I probably wouldn't have picked up on where the hell he was. No, but there was a slave in chains. Yeah. And oh. he freed her. Well, no. Fennec um, freed her. Yeah. Fennec freed her. Okay. And it's 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 so cool because it, after they kill Fat Bib Fortuna, he takes the seat, and Fennec comes with a drink and sits down on the arm, and you just know they're gonna wreak havoc on that fucking planet now. Yeah, I'm all for it. I I am and have been for a long time a huge fan of Ming Na Wen. She's yes. awesome. Me too. Well, she's Mulan. Yeah. The episode, okay, the the. The Bill Burr episode, season two. I forget what it was called. I don't even know what it was called, so I don't. I can't forget it if I didn't know. But did either of you guys pick up on what I think was an Easter egg or a callback when Bill Burr was talking to Kara, and and she's like having none of it. And he's like, she's a real ray of sunshine. I, I got a, I got a strong Deadpool vibe off of when Deadpool was giving her hell, or, or when you know Wade Watts was giving her hell. Uh, when he was held captive by Francis, talking about how she was just, you know, not a very uh, smiley person or whatever. I don't know. Oh. I, I just, I got that. Was she I got in, that, I, that okay, so I haven't seen Deadpool, so I don't know. Was she in Deadpool? Well, then we're done talking about it. The first one, yeah. Oh, was she? Yeah. Maria, closing remarks, what do you think is going to happen in season three um, of Pandalorian? Because they're just pandering to the fans now. Are we going to have a season three? Yes, and it is already is it, confirmed. Okay. December. Okay. Yeah, that's our gift for investing in a year of yeah, E+. Plus. Yeah, right? The big four ninety nine a month. Not anymore, nope. it ain't. It's going to be seven ninety nine. Okay, so here are my remarks that are closing. Um, if you have not joined us at the Facebook group, please come and join us. We love people. Um, by the time this episode drops, we will be uh, almost ready to enter new. Nope. We will almost be ready to let new people in because we put a hold on it for our raw for this year, our random acts of the holidays. Um, so once this episode drops, it'll almost be New Year's. Not quite. If I if my math is correct. And uh, so once uh, January 2nd rolls around, we will let new people in, come and join us, answer the four questions. We have a wonderful Ohana over at the Facebook group called The Hotline. Mikey, the number is? 407-906-4698. And stick around to hear, again, words of wisdom from Will Pagano. (laughs) He's probably Uh, yelling at him. The Mad Elf himself. The Mad Elf himself, Bill Pagano. I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) We badgered him so badly (laughs) because... Yeah, I called him out a few times. I I messaged him and said, hey, you've been called out for the past two weeks (laughs) on the podcast. When the hotline rings, it rings through... there you go. (laughs) It, It rings through to my mobile phone. So when I look at those numbers... If I, I mean, obviously, like anyone else, I don't recognize it. I'll not answer it. But if it's from an area that I know cheaters are in, sometimes I consider answering it. And then, and then, and then, and normally I don't because, you know, if I answer it, you can't leave a message. So, can you record it as you answer it? No. (sighs) That's the only way you're okay. I'm probably drunk when they're calling. I don't want any of that going into any, any posterities, prostateries. (laughs) But come and join us over there if you haven't 
if you haven't done so. Um, if Adam was here, he would tell you to rate and review us on iTunes. On iTunes. Or really, though, you can also find us on Stitcher, uh, Hulu, probably Amazon. But we don't look at those ratings. Other places, definitely Podbean, because that's where our hosting site is, and it's an easy way to grab the uh, podcast. But yeah, also, you know, just listen. Just send nudes. That way we know you Not, like it. We've been around for three years, and nobody sent well, us nudes somebody yet. has sent noodles. <laughs> yes. Are you done, um, Maria? Yeah, pretty much. April, it, February. No, pretty much. There you no. go. Hit us up. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Oh, Jiminy Crickets. You still don't answer the question. What? What's going to happen in season oh. three? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was to be your closer remarks because it's just a quickie. Right. And you yeah. gave us your episode well, 188 closing remarks. It's great remarks. that she did all the housekeeping, so now we can just give their what yeah. we think is Well, right. Tim doesn't give closing yeah, remarks anyway, so, you know. All right, she's drinking. Tim, season yeah. three, Mandalorian. She has no idea. She didn't even know there was going to be a season three nope. because apparently she thought so this we, was everything Disney her. Plus had to offer. Yes. Well, because there's no child. That Dr. So Dan. what the hell are they going to do next? Well, I think I think we'll see a, we'll see a baby salacious B. Crumb next year, and he's got to protect the baby salacious no. B. Crumb. I will I will uh, call and cancel <laughs> we'll my shits. Riot. Come on, you don't want to see a, you don't want to see a baby Quarky monkey. No. Nope. No, I, I I don't. I. You know what I want? I want subtitles for everything Grogu was saying for two seasons. Is what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure the seagulls are going to do that. Seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> Maria doesn't know that video no. either. Nope. No clue. Badly breeding. All right. Really. Nope. I got nothing. You can wear me like as a backpack many, when you run. As many times as, <laughs> as many, I'll be a backpack. As many times as this has been shared in the group, you've never seen it. Like, so when, you, when you, we hang up from this call, go on YouTube and look up Star Wars bad lip reading. <laughs> just seagulls. type in yoga. Just just go Yoda seagulls. Oh, yes. okay. Stop it now. What? Yeah, stop it now. I almost did that to Christmas lights for my Star Wars night this year. Uh, I almost did it, but I was like, I did just actually do the Mandalorian uh, audio uh, themes and stuff like that set to my Christmas lights, and and they actually turned out great. I've had it. It's been requested a lot. So, back with that. Anyway, Tim, uh, season three, what's going to happen? I just said, is there baby Quirky Monkey? Quirky Monkey, yeah. That is not a serious answer. No, it's it is not. because listen because the, the book of boba and mandalorian season three are going to tie together they're going to be separate series but they're going to tie together so now that boba is the head of the hot mafia he's going to do something with these baby monkeys and he's going to have did jordan fucking find homes for them he's going to be a quirky monkey rescue <laughs> okay my turn Tim's going full Dr. Dan over here with Quirky and Monkeys. Can we do a Dr. Dan episode? <laughs> Please. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. But when 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 we have enough thirsty sheeters. Oh, we have enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think season three 
uh, we're, we're probably going to get obviously the um, the payoff on the the dark saber nonsense. And I honestly, I honestly think we find out um, something more from that uh, I, I, uh, sanctuary episode. I think season three we get a little more backstory because man, because he's been going back to places he's already been before. Why wouldn't he head back there at some point somehow, along with Caradun? And, and just just if nothing else, to check on the people they left behind, you know. Uh, he, he's he's almost become like a Team America fuck yeah when he's just going around the galaxy and, and, and cleaning up shit. But but I would I would expect to see them going back to that planet, the Rice Patty Planet. Yeah. I, yeah, I, think I, agree. I would like to see that happen. I would like to get a little more. You don't spend the money to get all these big name actors and just to use them for a couple episodes. Who was the big name actress actor that was it? Was it the chick? Um, no, because I don't. I don't think them. she was really. Well, I mean, I think, well, I, I, I think she is I, now. Caradun is now, but I mean, you have uh, Amy Sedaris. I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll see her again. And I would still like to find out more about, you know, the armorer Emily Emily Swallows. I think was her the actress's name that that mostly yeah. did the voice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to see Carl Weathers again. Oh yeah. Also, we're going to see Taika Waititi some somewhere some form. He might not be IG11 again, but he'll be. Somewhere. Wait, what? Isn't he tied to some Star Wars thing coming out? Uh, he probably is. He's probably he's tied to a lot of stuff. He's, I think he's tied to some Marvel stuff too. This now. All right. For the final wrappings of our, our our gift to you as as we begin 2021. Thank you for uh, listening to our first actual Mandalorian show, which really we we didn't cover it as, as in-depth as we probably would have liked to because we talked about everything else but uh, you know if um, well, that's just how we so please do uh, consider rating uh, the podcast and if you came here looking for actual information about the show I do apologize because this you should, you should have done your research damn it but we're gonna say goodbye I don't know what I'm saying right now. This is not goodbye. It's see you real soon. Adios. And thank you. And Adam, feel free to put Auld Lang sign at the end of this. I don't know when when it's going to drop. Should all the acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot? Something, something, old Lang Syne. Mikey! It's Will Pagano. Hey, we love you guys. Tanya and I love you guys. All of you guys. Hey, so some bitch just stole all my uh, Mad Elf. Now I'm left with the kind of brewing. Big wave, golden ale. No, fuck it. Whatever. I'll drink this stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. We love you guys. Uh, keep it up. Uh, we're snowed in here in Jersey. It's fucking cold. I don't know what to do next other than drink. So.
Cheers to Hana. See you guys all in April. Love you.